0: everyone i'd like to welcome you back to the original doll i'm your host james rodriguez on the original doll iconography i unpackage music with the people who create it and we talk about the stories behind these iconic stars these iconic moments in time and at the same time give back to charity for more information visit the big shout out to all my patreon supporters you rock and it's with everything involved with the original doll any audio recording ripping stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world so if you see anything leaked please report it today we are joined by two awesome guests One we will have later, but we have returning guest and friend of mine, Maya Marie. Maya Marie, thank you so much for coming back to the original doll.
1: Oh well, you know it was an obligation. I'm just kidding. I am. Ah. (laughs) Thank you again. Not like we don't talk every day, but now we're recorded. We have to (laughs) walk.
0: I know we usually get into like tangents about the weather and stuff, so that's just normal.
1: (laughs) I know we kind of did talk right before this, and we still got off topic. So,
0: hundred percent. (laughs) <laughs> I love it well and that's the funny thing so many people ask me like oh do you you know how how's Maya Marie we sometimes see her online do you talk to her all the time I'm like we talk every day and have for the past I mean years at this point yeah um okay. and Maya Marie was kind enough to do some uh, charity shows that we have and everything over the years so thank you for that um yeah Big shout out to the business Pete's for doing that. And as we found out recently, sadly the owner Pete had passed. So, sending love out to Pete and his family out there in Chicago.
1: Yes, yes. Good times that at that place, and that is so sad. I am so heartbroken over hearing that news.
0: Let's let's get down to business. Today we're going to talk about Britney Spears' song Cinderella from her third studio album, Britney.
1: Uh, My favorite, so I'm stoked about talking about this
0: one. Well, and that's something that I wanted to start off with is you've talked for years about how this album is like, your kind of like almost your definitive Britney album. So let's, let's kind of talk about why that is. What was it that connected? Because you've been a Britney fan since day one. I mean, you had like Angel Fire, Geo City. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) New City's website that I wish I could visit. I haven't written down the actual website, but I don't know. I can even use those like time traveler things and it still doesn't come up for some reason. But yes, number one, Britney fan. My email was BritFNClub at AOL.com. So anybody who says that I'm not a true one, uh, no, I will prove you wrong. <laughs> so yes, huge fan. And the album Brittany, I think that one started getting me really I mean I was always into her but even more so because I was old enough to kind of like I mean I don't want to age myself but that's when you know uh the internet started coming out and I remember I had this uh windows computer and I had one of those little old microphones I don't know if you remember those they're like little like stick oh, things yes. yeah oh, like yes. making Um, it's a special
0: moment in time that that was there
1: yeah special moment in time so I'd use that and then I'd use the windows recorder I think it was called and I remember the first thing I did was um slave for you because you know how there are all those different vocals and I didn't understand background Mm -hmm. vocals at all I was just like whoa it sounds like there's all these different vocals on here and I tried to like re enact it in my own computer so I think that's what got me so excited about this album it was like the perfect age for me it was the perfect time to start learning about music and like really kind of understand what's this what's the background vocals what's the what's going on in the song like who are the writers um so that's why I think this album has a special place in my heart
0: and truly it really as we learned from Steve Lunt, Britney's and R guy at the time that the Baby album, there were so many songs that they were creating during the production of the Baby album that several of those ended up on the Oops album. So listeners, Mm -hmm. if you've you've not known that, check out all those interviews with Steve Lunt because that explains why so many people said it was seamless from Baby to Oops because it was the same kind of horror group. Not everyone was the same, but horror group. And this was Britney's voice at the time. So truly, this Britney album really gave us the, the textures and tones of her growing up because mm-hmm. from 15 to 16 recording things, just like you yourself hearing yeah, your voice,
1: totally different, totally different. And it's funny. Cause now like re-listening. So I've been listening this morning to like some of the old, some of the Britney songs. And I'm just like, I didn't get what a lot of these were about.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
1: Like listening to Cinderella, you know, I'm like, Oh, I didn't even think, I didn't even think that into it. I was just like, yeah, Cinderella, like as a kid and bombastic love. And that was my other favorite one. But yeah, it's interesting to kind of get a new ear, not only as just like, you know, an
0: older person,
1: <laughs> but as <laughs> like a, a songwriter. So it's cool.
0: Well, and that's the great thing too, about going back and re-listening to these songs. And that's why I appreciate artists uh, like yourself, where we can go revisit things, because I think it's important that some of these pieces still hold Up today lyrically, Mm -hmm. maybe some sonically, but the thing that I remember about the Britney album is when it came out, I was like, I went to like, of course, a midnight release party of it, and I remember thinking, "Wow, it's so many different types of Britney on this album." Because to your point, the slave for you, Britney is vastly different than the Swedish pop, Cinderella, Not A Girl, and then k Anticipating Let Me Be, yeah, the songs. Yeah, it's like
1: a, a new sound, kind of like, it, it, Boys is on that album. It's just like a different kind of cool, it was the, the Neptunes, I don't know, I don't think I'd ever heard a song, like sounds like that. So it was really cool, uh, a cool transformation from the past.
0: A hundred percent. And so I kind of want to talk to you because you're a recording artist, you're a songwriter, you're a producer. I want to talk about that kind of lyrical content of Cinderella because it's a strong statement that Britney Spears uses such an iconic name for a title. Yeah. Sometimes people kind of pull back from that idea because they don't want it to be too, this is what the song's about, but she kind of switches it up. So let's yeah. talk about the lyrics.
1: Sure. I actually have them pulled up here because I just wanted to make sure I'm getting them all right. Cause you know how <laughs> when you're younger, you make oh. up.
0: <laughs> oh, I, There's, there are still some some Britney songs yeah. that I'm just like I think this is right I think and then I realize it's not.
1: Yeah. Um. What is it? I want to go. I remember my friend was saying I need a leash, and I was like, "What?" And he wrote it on his Twitter like, "Shame on me, I need a leash," and it was shame on me to need a
0: to to need <laughs> <laughs> <meet> release.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I like trolled him so hard. I was like, no, ew, like it's not. <laughs> so for that example, I just had them up just to make sure I don't do something like that. Um-
0: <laughs> well, but that's that's the other thing too, is that like so many of us got, you know, a, a lot of these Britney albums and a lot of these albums around the time, some of them had the lyrics, some of them did not yeah. have the lyrics. Yeah. And so you're just playing it on your, your Walkman, your Discman right. over and over and over. So let's, let's so let's go to the, the the lyrics
1: yeah so what's interesting is i was kind of listening to it and it's almost weird if you put it as like a metaphor for her um and the music industry how they're bossing her around blah blah and she would just do it right she and she's talked mm-hmm. about she would just she was like a good girl and would do all this stuff and then she i mean the undertone of this whole song is like she's not happy listening to somebody and having them boss her around and I was like wondering if that had, if she kind of related to it in that way, but also interesting as like, it's kind of like an abusive relationship. That mm-hmm. was what, that was what kind of sparked me interest. And I was listening to it with a different ear, like has, having gone through like emotionally abusive relationships and horrible relationships. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that this song was that deep, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, So it, it's cool. I like how it's set up. I like how it even evolves to where she's like, she leaves, which is great. Um, in that three minutes, a lot of the times we don't get to like change <laughs> turns <laughs> from the beginning to the end in those uh, few minutes we have. But I like that she does, and she stood up for herself. And it's still a fun melodic song that you can bop around to.
0: Exactly, and that's the thing. It's still a Max Martin, you know, Rami yeah. melodic song, and it yeah. gives you a lot. And there was a quote that I really enjoyed that was kind of talked about was with specifically with Cinderella's Britney is strongest when she accepts she's doomed to be misconstrued. And mm-hmm. I think the whole thing is so many people thought she's this quote unquote girl that doesn't make her own decision. She's a girl that is just meant to be played with by boys. And there's a yeah. time where so many people have an idea as to what you are.
1: Yeah, well she had a lot of that in this album like overprotected, um mm-hmm. let me She had a lot of this kind of like, I'm coming into my own and like, leave me the F alone, basically. And I liked that in this album that she wasn't, you know, the other ones were so safe. And she was kind of appeasing everybody. And I feel like here, i mean, even I'm not a girl, not yet a woman is on this one, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I think a lot of the central theme of this album, although it's very, very different, is her standing up for herself, her getting the like balls (laughs) to say it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And that's what I really liked about this, especially taking a re-listen.
0: And if you're a Britney Spears fan, check out the original doll.com in there. You're going to see a link for merchandise. I'm going to be uploading all sorts of great merchandise. As many of you know, I've even had those Britney Spears official dolls. Over the years, there are times where I found them online and they needed some TLC. So basically I said, I'm going to remaster these, clean them up, make sure that all the parts in there are supposed to be. So you can find more of that information at the original And once again, a big shout out to my Patreon supporters. For many people, this is the way that you can support the show. For as little as a dollar a month, you can keep the original doll going. It does cost money. The more and more guests that we get, the more and more content. We need more and more space. So thank you so much and consider joining the Patreon community. Truly appreciate the support.
1: I think a lot of the central theme of this album, although it's very, very different, is her standing up for herself, her getting the like balls <laughs> to say it. <laughs> um, and that's what I really liked about this, especially taking a re listen.
0: Well, and that's one of those things where at the time we, and we can talk about like her own experience, because this is a song that she co wrote with Max Martin and Rami. And this was of all of that, those Britney songs, all of her co writes except for this one were with KNS with Josh Schwartz and everyone. If you haven't checked out my interviews with him about, Before the Goodbye, Anticipate and Let Me Be, we learned that a lot of those songs, and I love I Run Away, we learned a lot of those songs, the the context from it was from the script that ultimately became Crossroads. And we kind of clear up a lot of information. People were like, well, is the soundtrack song? Was this going to be on there? We clear up all of that in those other episodes. But what I thought was important was this is the time where there were still eyes on Britney to fail because any artists at the top people are like, who is this going to happen? She comes out with this. And not only is part of you all as songwriters is to make a song multifaceted, to make a song mean different things. Because she's talking about, I used to be your girlfriend and I know I did it well. You'd call me Cinderella and I would be there for you. And the whole thing is to your point, it could be about her job as a recording artist. It could be about media's portrayal of her. Mm -hmm. And then She's like, "Well, guess what? I don't believe in fairy tales." Like, I don't I'm shattering what you think this is because that's not part of my reality.
1: Yeah, it's interesting cuz if you really pay attention, um she kind of foreshadows her whole feelings about the industry a lot. Like kind of from Britney on um piece of me, obviously like she kind of gives these little clues and not to go into like some conspiracy stuff, which yes. I know <laughs> people do. Um, <laughs> But I do think, like she, she was a part of a lot of these records, and I'm sure she voiced how she was feeling. And um, I, you know, I think it's interesting that she's she's able to express herself in these different ways, but also still make it pop, and also still make it awesome and wonderful sounding. And that's just, you know, why we love Britney, right?
0: Yeah, and I think this is this is the part where we talk about the pre conservatorship Britney and the post conservatorship Britney. And this pre-Britney, all of these, and you've heard these, these interviews and everything that I've had where so many people were like, Brittany was an active participant in yeah, her career.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And and it's funny because then some people say, oh my goodness, but I know she definitely hates this song or that song. And the funny thing is so many people would you know say, whether it was Gwen Stefani with No Doubt, where she's like, oh, do I have to sing Don't Speak Again? Or I don't... Where it's just there's a point where you're like, okay, I just want to try something new. I want to try something different. But then Oh yeah, also... that's
1: really That's normal. Like, especially for artists who gotten who have gotten famous off of a song. Like Beyonce hates Bootylicious, like um big girls a friggy hates Big Girls Don't Cry. And I've just heard all these things, so don't yeah. quote me on this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, those are just examples of, I think that's that's quite a common thing that happens. So you know, I don't really understand when fans get upset about that, because imagine having to sing something like every mm-hmm. single day, just because when you were 16, 17, you know, you made it once. Like, yep. some, you know, sometimes you're over it. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm Yeah.
0: Well, and that's one of those things I recall Mandy Moore years after her her debut album came out where she's like, I will give money back to the people that purchased my first albums as a (laughs) sorry, like, and those albums hold such a special place in my heart. Yeah. But it is funny because so many people are like, well, at the time it felt like it was me. The other thing too, I want, you know, and, and for listeners, I think some of you will get this is at the time too. Britney Spears was dating Justin Timberlake during this whole time, whether public, whether not. And as we talked about with uh, Josh Schwartz and, and Steve Lunt, where their relationship, it was it was teenage love. So there, of course, are going to be highs and lows, two huge megastars. And so sometimes these songs have that, that motivation behind It's maybe something that kind of made her go, okay, I want to try this lyric out. Or, you know what, I feel stronger here. My vocal delivery is different here because she's connecting at that moment.
1: Yeah, now that like I've read the book and we're learning a little bit more about her, it definitely gives um, more pieces, which is cool to like go back and listen to it with that perspective and that ear. Mm
0: -hmm. And and the whole thing is, I think that what, I think people want to dismiss all of Britney's songs or say, oh, she didn't like this, she didn't like that. Britney was, and I still think is, a smart individual who is creative. I think- Mm -hmm. We Steve talked about, Brittany had an active voice in this. When she wanted to do this video, she was the one calling the shots. She did early on in her career where maybe so many people would have pulled back. I don't know if I would have that, that same confidence as me myself, even at her same age, to do that. So when these songs kind of connect with you as a teen in a huge relationship with whatever's happening behind the scenes, yeah. I think sometimes these can be more, you could connect them to an emotion at that time and maybe you don't want to revisit that emotion at that time.
1: For sure, for sure.
0: What do you think this brought to the table that was not already there?
1: This album, Um I think it brought an edgier, I hate that word, but um like an edgier version of Britney. I think we got her a little sexier. I think we got her pushing the boundaries a little bit more and showing herself more. Then, you know, the label created Britney Spears that we all, you know, knew as a little tan brunette in the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now she's coming into her, her own. She's wanting to be recognized as a woman more so than a little girl. So yeah, I think it brought like a new version of Britney, which was super awesome and cool. And, you know, as a young kid, like I said, I, don't, I didn't understand a lot of the lyrics, but it still made me feel very happy to see her to see her coming into her own i think is a great statement
0: yeah and i think that that's that's important you know i when i talk to steven and several other people i talk about how important this album was there are lots of people are like "Eh." you know whether it's blackout or femme fatale or something that that changed the game i truly think by her working with the neptunes and her working with electronic music with yeah like bt i think that was the game changer because this was the biggest jump from her doing the kind of, as we all knew at the time, the Swedish melody, pop, make, you know what I mean? That sort of sound to this went. And at the time people kept saying this was more urban. And I use air quotes and stuff like yeah. that because that's what that's the term that was used at the time. But I think this was the biggest jump because it also coincided with Britney. I think it elevated her game and truly separated her from even herself in her own pack of... The Britneys,
1: yeah, I think it was smart. It's kind of like she followed in Madonna's footsteps a little bit. How Madonna would constantly reevolve or uh, reevaluate herself and like um, evolve rather. Uh, and Britney, all oh, is another artist who did a really great job of that. Some artists and those who shall not be named, even recent artists, who have changed, changed, changed so much that it's like it's mm-hmm. not something you can follow. But Britney and Madonna are two great examples of like doing that in a graceful and followable way like it wasn't like head jerking you know
0: there you go and everyone if you're a fan of the britney album check out those interviews with josh and steve going through all those songs because there were so many people that reached back out to me that said i forgot about when i found you i forgot about bombastic love i forgot about run away and i'm like and that's okay and some people are like i became a britney fan you know 10 years ago and maybe they don't know the album that's well i never shame anyone on not knowing these songs i love reintroducing old songs to new ears or introducing yeah. old songs to new ears, because it's kind of fun. It's fun to be able to see people's reaction of albums that were made. Cause it was a Testament of the time. Brittany at this yeah. time was still at the height of Britney, and people wanted to tear her down still at that point. And she was able to maintain giving songs that people liked and also pushing that, Evolution for herself, where the boys even remix all these great songs on there. So everyone, take a listen to the Britney album and go through. You know, check out those those bonus tracks too, if if they're available in your countries on streaming. Uh, purchase the album. I noticed that you're going to be putting up kind of your own vault songs and everything as we're talking about that. So yeah.
1: Yeah, speaking of uh, you know, songs that you did a long time ago, and you don't know if you're proud of it or not, but people like <laughs> obviously totally different scale than Britney. Aware of that, <laughs> but yeah, so I've been having so many people. You know, I recently scrubbed YouTube because I noticed like some of my old songs were up there, and they were making all this money from these songs that I'm not getting any revenue from, and I just wanted to have it more streamlined. Like you can go to one space, so there is a YouTube channel that is run by a very good friend of mine and it's my Marie music, I believe, which is everything's on there <clears throat> and that you can go to. But in addition to that, I was like, well, you know, let me just, everyone's asking me to put it on Spotify. Cause I get it. I hate like pulling up YouTube in a car. Like I, mm-hmm. it's just playing with all the commercials and whatever. So I wanted to make sure it's on Spotify, Apple, even at iTunes, you can buy it. So it's called dead pop songs. It's four songs, which, people are still coming for me. <laughs> but I you have to understand I had to put these specific songs because I had to talk to the producer of a couple of them and the rest of them I just did it myself. So it's really easy when it's just me or it's somebody that I know is cool. Yeah, them. sometimes people are not cool. Sometimes people do not want it out. Sometimes people do not. You know, people are freaking weird. So I just wanted to put those out there. So You know, which is funny because like I'm revisiting these old songs now, and I'm like, ooh, some of them are so cringy for me. Honestly, I can't even (laughs) listen to them. Um, but but hey, if I can put it out there, make some people happy, and get them off my hard drive, and you know, that's that's awesome. But yes, I do not listen to, and I won't name them (laughs) to a couple of there that like ooh, I hate and are so embarrassing. So I get it. Being (laughs) being a songwriter artist that has evolved from I mean some of these I wrote at 16 years old totally different mm-hmm. me than you know at 21
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you but I'm feeling 22 I think uh, <laughs> but I think your your point is is important is no matter who you are or what age you evolve as an artist yeah
1: oh yeah vocally vocally yeah. Um, I mean, the structure of the song, some of it's not there at all in these ones, um, which I remember, I remember I went to Sony uh, when I was like 17 for a meeting and uh, I forget the guy's name, but he had told me, you don't have choruses, there's no structure. And I was like, heartbroken, you know mm-hmm. what? But now re-listening to it, I'm like, I would have seen the same <laughs> to myself. Like, <laughs> I haven't listened to these songs and. In- so so long so it's interesting you know Seeing, but also interesting seeing how many people how many people still love those songs you know and say oh my god i listen to this on myspace every day and this is like made my you know high school years come back which is i love to hear it's awesome so i'm happy they're out there
0: well and it's funny because so many people ask me james you probably have this song or that song you have copies of this and i'm like If you ask Maya, I could tell you very little about her early solo stuff. And I think that that's, and I think it's funny because I'm like, oh, it's a brand new song to me. You know what I mean? I haven't heard these songs. There are demos and stuff that that you've done over the years where I'm like, I have no idea what that, people ask me. I'm like, I honestly have no clue what this is. I'm not good with the archival of Maya Marie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because some of the stuff like people will just say, "Oh, it was a Britney demo," and I'm like, "No, actually, that wasn't." Um, yeah. So go check it out. Dead pop songs. It's um on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. If you wanna, you know, help a girl out. Um, <laughs> I think it's only like four ninety nine, or I put it for super cheap, or two ninety nine. Maybe each song is sixty nine cents. <clears throat> wink, <Wink-wink>. wink. Um. So <laughs> <laughs> So you're not breaking the bank here, but I am finally like, you know, why didn't I put these on so long ago and started monetizing them?
0: Well, and I think what's important is something, and for those who are young artists or new to the industry, uh, newer artists is, what's important is if you do have projects with other people, we've learned this over the years on the original doll is, it's not as simple as Maya can upload the song. You need to make sure the publishers are all in the know. And sometimes, work gets sold to other parties that don't respond, that don't communicate, that yeah. there's no paper trail. So it's not Maya's holding things back, No, it's, there's a legal obligation that needs to be fulfilled and without it you can be held responsible for, for that.
1: Yeah, like there's a song, Just That Sexy that I did a long time ago and it kind of has the melody of um Tom's Diner, right? So like uh-huh. I would get that approved by them it's another one I did called you and me and that one has bloodhound gang uh sample in there so it's like it's not as easy as just uploading it like I have to get approval from all these people it's not just me and the producer now now it's me and the producer and five other writers that wrote this back in the 90s or you know what I mean so it's I did my best as uploading for I'm gonna see if I can upload some more and think about what else would be an easy situation but yeah I mean I'm I'm grateful to have those songs still. And I'm grateful for them because I'd started my career, no matter how cringy they are to me, <laughs> they made some people make mm-hmm. me really happy at this at the same time.
0: Well, and you're not the first, you won't be the last. She a producer, songwriter, singer that cringes at the early work. And not because they're not proud of it, but because they are reminded of where they came from. Yeah. Vocally, you know, the the pen game and everything. There are producers that are like, oh, I do not like that song. And it has nothing to do with not saying it's a a terrible song. It's saying I can see the stuff I would have fixed now that I didn't know I needed to fix then. Or I've evolved and I would try this option out instead of the option I went with.
1: Yeah. And and on the flip side, there's also some things where I'm like, whoa, that was cool that I did that. I wouldn't do that now because that's not in like the rules or the realm. So, you know, you can kind of take from your old self as well because i do believe having a beginner's mindset um can really transform work also so just having that year as well is cool i don't know it's all cool grateful for it check it out there you
0: go and everyone truly if you want to support artists like maya songwriters producers buy their music on itunes yeah. there is it it helps that one purchase download helps a lot more than millions upon billions of streams on separate like the royalty rate is so low at this point so just be sure if you want to support her so that she can continue to make music and really because that's the other thing too it's time consuming and you have to make sure all that those paper you know all those t's are you know crossed and eyes are dotted
1: has to be high quality you can't just put up mp3s up there you know so it is a thing so it would be nice to support
0: (laughs) there you go So Maya, as we kind of come to the end of this, how can people follow you? How can they get links to your iTunes, Spotify, all of that great stuff?
1: Sure. I mean, everything is just my name, M-Y-A-H-M-A-R-I-E. You can go to my website for pretty much everything, wwwm dot com. You can follow me on Instagram at Maya Marie. You can follow the music page that my friend runs at Maya Marie Music for updates way better than I do on my own page. <laughs> to be honest, nothing's way more organized. So both of those are great resources. Um and yeah, I hope to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you guys think about these songs, whether you've heard them in the past or not. Let me know. Give me an at. Give me a shout out.
0: There you go. Well, Maya, thank you so much for joining me again today on the Original Doll and have no fear, everyone. Maya is going to be coming back because we have a lot more to discuss with her about more of her original songs and her work with other artists. Thank you.
1: Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
0: Now, as many of you know, if you're a returning guest, thank you. Welcome back. If you're a first-time person, welcome on in. Now, I've been able to talk to Steve Lynch pretty much every day about so many great things with his career, with his work as Britney Spears' and are specifically at this time. And I was able to reach out and ask him a couple more questions to kind of fill in some of those gaps, because so many times, as many people have seen, there have been rumors on different websites, different online chat communities for decades. And we're clearing up this information. Now, one of the things that was talked about a lot was people talking about Cinderella was a company decision. It was going to be a single. It was always an option. Well, this is what Steve had to say. There were never any company discussions about Cinderella ever being a single. Period. Now what's interesting is I'll give that information from somebody who was in the company, somebody who was there for all these meetings and some of the fan websites will still choose to believe a rumor mill started from somebody who wasn't even in the room, but we just like clearing up that information. Then I asked Steve, what about Cinderella made it in the running for being on the album, the Britney album. And Steve basically said, as he said before, if there was something that Max and Rami were going to be working on with Britney. It was going to make the album. I then further talked about Britney's part as co-writer on this song. I asked, does he recall what sort of input she had, how much she actually had in the co-writing of this song? And Steve said, I don't have any clear recollection of how she became a co-writer on the song. Seeing as the song totally sounds like a Max and Rami song, my educated guess would be that Britney contributed a little bit to the lyrics. Max could have already had the song written and just left a little bit of opening for Britney to contribute a word or an idea here and there. Now, a lot of songwriters intentionally do that in order to get that artist personally invested in this song. We talked about this with songwriter and recording artist Frankie Storm. We also talked about this with Casey Livingston, where they would sometimes leave maybe even a verse open, maybe part of it open so that then Britney becomes invested in the song and is more likely to go, "Ooh, I'm connected to that song. This song I want on my album. She then can be an advocate for the song. And one thing Steve said for certain is that that melody, the chords on Cinderella, that is pure Max and Rami. One thing I've talked about in Patreon supporters, you all rock, is this, is that there were so many interviews we've seen, those live interviews, those chat shows over the years, where Britney Spears and so many other artists, specifically female artists, were asked questions that were inappropriate then and are still inappropriate now. I wanted to read a review to you so that you can hear what was being written about Britney Spears in 2001. Now, at the time, Britney Spears was only 19, 18, 19 years old. And during the time of recording the album, she was 18 to 19 years old. Keep that in mind. This is Sal's part of his review. Other surprise deviations from the formula include the saccharin-doused disco of Anticipating and the mid-tempo That's Where You Take Me, in which Spears gives a Janet-inspired performance amid Middle Eastern chimes and a collage of electronic beats and drum programming. Martin and Rami spice up their pop recipe in the savory overprotected, but the hip pop of tracks like let me be and bombastic love stick to the same old Britney blueprint. The album Britney fills her role of guilty pleasure. And in parentheses, he says, the disc certainly satiates more than the stunted growth of last year's Oops, I did it again. End of the parentheses. Now this, this is the part that I wanted to have you all hear. But it's time for Spears to quit being such a tease and cook something up that will satisfy the ever vacillating hype machine. Once again, when Britney was making this album, she was 18, 19 years old. So I added that review in just to kind of give you an idea of what the critic landscape was like at the time. These were things that were actually being printed out. I think you can figure out which word I kind of edited out. But I wanted that in there, context for the time. I want to thank Steve Lunt for joining me again. And don't forget, if you haven't listened to all those episodes with Steve Lunt, check them out. And we have more with him coming up. We're going to be talking about some fan favorites. We still have a lot of music to cover. So thank you so much. Follow me for more. And guess what? We have a bonus track. <laughs> Okay, everyone, as a bonus for the end of this episode, we're going to actually do kind of a track-by-track commentary with Maya about her EP that was just released so she can kind of give us a little taste of it. In addition, you're going to hear snippets of these songs. So, Maya, why don't you talk about the first song on the EP and kind of your inspiration for that?
1: Sure. The first song is Candy from Strangers, (laughs) which, like, (laughs) like, when this song... This song actually made a big dent, I mean, in a good way, in my career... And everyone said it was a Britney Spears demo. And it really, it was not. This was not a Britney Spears demo. This was a song that was to be featured on Liz and Royal. Uh, they were Warner Brothers artists at the time. I was to be featured on their song. And this was had nothing to do with Britney. Never was for Britney. This was just me as a featured artist. And it's so funny because re-listening to it, I'm like, oh my god, these lyrics don't make any <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what's in front of me? I just can't believe. Oh, you're tempting me. Like, really (laughs) novice lyrics, but you know, hey, people still hit me up saying they bang it in their car all the time. So, hey, Um, (laughs) that's That's... (laughs) not.
0: So, so everyone, this is a snippet of Candy from Strangers. (laughs) Okay, next on the EP is.
1: Stiletto sex. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, I wrote this one at age like sixteen. Oh, if you can. No. It. It's funny because you start. It starts as she needs to fuck every night. So Mm-mm. I, I was I kind of did it as a joke. Um, I pulled up this GarageBand loop and I was listening to all these like songs at the time. There was a song called like Frank
0: Franks and Nacha.
1: There was the Peaches. This was this kind of era.
0: Peaches. Yep.
1: I want to do something like that. I love this. So I put that up there. Uh, funny. This is this kind of um, after lies and ripped jeans, which was my first release on MySpace. This was the one that blew up even more. Had like that was really big on MySpace, guys. <laughs> cool thing. But I still love this song because it's fun, and I do listen to it at times. Like I when I re-release this, I listen to it a couple of times, and I was like, this isn't bad. No structure. No record. <laughs> Um, the lyrics are hilarious, but everyone likes a little slutty song once in a while, so. Well, yeah. and,
0: and it's like, that's what I think, like, the, the chaoticness of it is truly like a teenager just going like, I'm going through something, I want to talk about it. Because we at the time, yeah. at, at 16, I was like, I know the answers to everything. I know everything about it. I had no clue about it. I still don't know anything about anything.
1: Also, oh, there's some tea to this song. I mean, not really, but um, when I was dating my ex fiance who shall not be named but i worked with these songs (laughs) um so we live at this place called the hollywood towers in um hollywood and we lived next door to this one girl and she came up to me and she was like oh my god like i was such a fan of you like Mm -hmm. uh i used to strip to stiletto sex and like she was i thought she was like my friend and we became kind of friends um she came to our shows like Mm -hmm. you Come to find out, he was her the whole time.
0: Oh no. Oh no.
1: <laughs> so, um, oh no. Yeah, that is something that I do remember about this song because she had always talked about stiletto sax She was like, yeah. And I was thinking, God, that's such a good stripping song, actually. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, it found its audience, it found its yeah. home.
1: Yeah, that's like perfect for that.
0: See, and this is one of those things that we talk about where. The song could you could be like, oh, this is really great. But then maybe there's something connected to it that personally you're like, yeah. ugh.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: All right, everyone, this is Stiletto sex. She likes it.
1: Rough. She likes her Electric, dirty, just...
0: All right, up next on the EP we have
1: I like it loud.
0: <laughs> I love the music loud. I love it. I love it.
1: Uh, so uh um this one I wrote nothing to do with Britney once again I think people have said this is a Britney demo um I wrote this one when I was actually like had a huge crush on the producer who then became my fiance who then cheated on me but you know weird loop but I (laughs) wrote this like in a creepy way like about (laughs) like wanting to hook up with him
0: (laughs) were you manifesting is that what you're trying to say
1: you know I've done that in a lot of songs um but (laughs) Yeah so that was what this one was about I still like this one actually Re-listening to it I was like oh this one kind of This one's kind of dope Um, And I mean Mostly Justin which is his brother Produced this one but uh, Yeah I like this one
0: There you go everyone this is Like it loud So baby All right, up next, and this is something that I think is really, really kind of cool is we talked about these three of the four songs from the EP and you've been clearing up because people are like, oh, everything Maya Marie ever worked on was Britney, Britney Demo, and you're like, no, it's not. And of course, you'll still have somebody on the internet going, I know for a fact it's a Britney Demo. It's like, well, we're talking to the people who actually created it, (laughs) so they would know. All right, up next, we have Feet on the Ground.
1: Feet on the Ground. Um... I don't love this song. I know a lot of people do. This was a Britney demo. Got shut down. Listening back, I'm so embarrassed that I sent it because it was not on the level at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I sent it to Teresa labarbera White, and I think she nicely was like, oh, like not really what we're going for.
0: (laughs) But I I love that earlier you even said, you're like, I sent this song out. The guy was like, no, it's bad. And you're like, I would have said the same exact thing to young me.
1: (laughs) same thing i would have said the same thing like oh, not really on the the level of what um we're looking for but yeah i wrote it with her you know in mind for sure um i think i missed the mark but yeah again another one that people gravitated to and um probably got me some new listeners so for that i'm grateful
0: there you go everyone this is feet on the ground Now, Maya, thank you so much for going through this commentary. And how can people get a hold of this? What is the EP called? Where can they buy it?
1: Dead Pop Songs is uh, what the EP is called. And they can buy it on iTunes. They can stream it on Apple or Spotify. And they can also listen to it on YouTube, I believe. But um, do the first one. <laughs> i on the preferred streaming site of your choice.
0: Perfect, everyone. And don't forget, you could always purchase on iTunes and listen to it on Spotify as well. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Maya. And once again, everyone, have no fear. We have more of Maya coming very soon. Send us those messages. Thank you so much, Maya, for being here today. Thank you. And everyone else, I will see you on the flip side. If you enjoyed this, be sure to rate and follow us on your preferred streaming platform. See you on the flip side. The original doll.